This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Today I'm joined by myself, Omar and Mickey. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, fella. Not too bad at all. We've also got the third of our tripod, Neil. How you doing, mate? You are right? Yeah, not too bad. Just before we carry on, if you haven't already, check out our pod that we released on Wednesday. It was an interview with Chano Samba, our Into the Lions Den series. Good content. I think it was a good story. Obviously, Chano breaking down his time at the club. Me and Neil obviously was on the interview. And I won't spoil too much, but... The mistreatment, how he went, you know, through his time at Millwall and obviously the press at the time. So really good content there. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so before you even listen to this one today. So, yeah, I mean, we'll go straight into it, guys. We won a game on Tuesday. Unbelievable scenes. A 2-0 victory away at Ashton Gate. What a good performance, Neil. Still smiling from it, mate. Absolutely still smiling from it. What a refreshing change it is to come on here after the last few weeks and to talk about a proper Millwall performance, because that's what it was. It was a proper Millwall performance. We went down there and we took advantage of them. They've got injury suspensions, whatever else. 
and we just went down and we smashed them to fucking pieces. It reminded me of the day we went down there and we actually took the piss out of David James for three hours. That was a great away day, that one. I remember that when we got first promoted to the championship. I think it was 2010, weren't it? I mean, yeah. Mickey, the main talking points from that game, mate, we changed formation, no longer three at the back, away from home as well. So I know obviously Bristol City weren't that great. It's got to be said to be a little caveat, but nonetheless, a 2-0 victory. Um, you know, we played 4-4-2 slash kind of a 4-2-3-1 with Bradshaw and Bud Fox up front. And fuck me, it worked, didn't it, Mickey? It did, mate. Take Ryan Woods off as well, mate. It, it proper... Um, it proper worked. Uh, we said in a week, and I was saying in a week when we we had conversations with some people, and we didn't actually realise that, you know, what how deep Wood sits, uh, and then when he weren't on the team, and we actually had a couple of strikers up front, we seemed to play completely different. We seemed to play with passion, hunger, uh, and we wanted to succeed. Whether that was on the back of obviously getting spanked. Um, the other day with 3-0, don't know. We just have to wait till Saturday and see whether or not we perform then. But um, Daddy was a different player. Um, and good luck to him because I've heard that he's had some real nasty threats online, uh, potential death threats, etc., etc., etc. And you know what? It's just playing for a living, I suppose. And I suppose, again, it just shows you um, social media today. But he's come back and said, fuck you, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, he was he was instrumental in uh, on Tuesday night, wasn't he? He worked hard. I mean, obviously, what you get with Bud Varton and Bradshaw up front, and obviously Bennett on the left, Jed Wallace on the right, it's just legs, energy, isn't it, Neil? I think you know you can see. Obviously, we talk about Matt Smith and debate whether or not to play him or not. But in a game like that, where you need energy up front, I think the four of them up front combined well, didn't they? Mate, yeah, well, yeah, well, let's face it. Well, I've slated Bavardson some points the last few weeks, but he was like Forrest Gump one of the other night. He was just run, 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 like Mo Farrer on bloody juice. One he does face it. He, absolutely superb performance. It's a shame he, he, yeah, but he isn't a goal scorer. I think we've got to get our heads around that. He's never going to be prolific. But if he plays like he did the other night, then he's got a role to play for us because... As we've as as we've said with many players on our Into the Lions Den series, you don't have to be the best player, but as long as you try and people can see you trying, then you're going to get on quite well at Millwall. And he definitely one hundred percent he threw everything at that the other night. Absolutely brilliant performance from him. And as for the other two, yeah, it was I yeah it was promising, wasn't it? It was yeah, but it was different. We all know Matt Smith can't really start games, but they did what they needed to do, and they needed yeah, they needed to pull the fingers and their heads back their asses and put in a performance. And didn't they just do that? Yeah. Uh, good points, mate. I mean, you're right in what you say there, and I think obviously the main thing that you come away with that is the effort. I think. After Middlesbrough, you know, three and down after 24 minutes, we all thought, well, especially myself when I was watching it, thinking there's no effort here. I, I did kind of get the vibe that almost they weren't playing for the formation, playing what the manager's tactics were. And, you know, fair play to Rowett. He's come into this game, changed it up. You had Cooper and Hutchinson in centre-back, you know, the best pairing, I think, in the league, personally. 
both very classy centre-halves and obviously you had Leonard and Williams in the middle and we mentioned Woods not playing, but I thought Williams was superb. Just someone that was a bit more of a physical presence in the middle and kind of dominated the midfield. I want to shout out Bristol City because they played three at the back trying to match us up and obviously we didn't line up that formation as well. So I think that was the first time they played five at the back this season as well. I looked through all their stats and all their formations from the last 10 games and they didn't play that formation at all. So despite us on a 10 winless run, they were scared of our formation. So I just thought that was a little chuckle. Change of formation was a big thing. I think you mentioned also the effort. I think Bufartson, I'm going to shout out uh, the drive home of TT. I enjoy watching his content, but after the game, he said you could turn a player out of five, five out of 10, for example, Bufartson. He works hard. He's a seven out of 10 player. And I think effort is a real thing, Mickey, isn't it? You know, you've got to work hard if you're wearing the middle shirt, especially for the club. And if the fans were there, we wouldn't really let them get away with it, would we? No. No, not at all, mate. It's all about effort. It don't matter if, if you're not the bestest player in the world, but if you're not playing with effort, then there's no fucking point you being there. Um, and I think that he's suffered a little bit over the last few games and he's suffered with a lot of abuse. But you know what? He wouldn't be picked for his country if he weren't half decent. So there's something about him. Um, and as long as we can get to see that at the den or at the ground, well, we're not going to get to see it at the den for a while. Are we, are we Omar? But... Um, we're, uh, you know, <laughs> you set me off early, mate. Jesus Christ, I'm not ready to go off on one again. Jesus, I'm... no, I think I think he's I think he's all right. I think you know a lot of Neil's abuse about him on on some of the shows has been a bit, you know, and mine to agree, he's been a bit shit. But once he's on form, he's uh, he looks a completely different player. And Woods not being in that team, mate, just made it look like a completely different team. Um, I'm not saying he didn't have chances when he come on. He come on and he had, you know, he'd done a few decent blocks and um, and some good moves. But playing him from the front wasn't working. Every time we've had him on, we we looked different. And and Tuesday's game, we were just different. We were different gravy completely. I think you're right, mate. I mean, I, we've talked about Bodvarton. I mean. We're happy to see him just work hard up front and not score goals. That's obviously kind of the acceptance level we've got there because the reality is he's he's not a goal scorer at the minute and hopefully it comes for him. If he keeps working hard, the goals will follow. I watched his interview with Cole Bates the other day and he said something along those lines, you know, if I keep doing what I'm meant to be doing, hopefully the goals will follow. So fingers crossed that is the case for him. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But I think, is Woods a bad player? This is a question I'm weighing up in my head. Like, He's getting a lot of stick through the 10-game uh, run. And uh, do you know what? I feel like I can agree with it. And it's I feel like it's somewhat vindicated. But I just think players around him underperforming have then made him the scapegoat in this scenario. I feel like he's a player that is a luxury to have in a side like ours if we're playing pretty football, which is something we're not really used to. But he can only do so much if he's losing the ball or if he's, you know, if he's, if he's trying to pass the ball around, but the likes of Hutchinson and Cooper aren't doing anything with it when they've got it. Is it, is it Woods' fault, Neil? I mean, obviously it's different. You saw Williams on Tuesday, and I have to agree, Williams was the better option. I think the problem with Woods is that he he, he tries a little bit too much at times, and a lot of his balls go sideways and backwards, and he loses possession and just stands there, or he's got that, he's, you know, he's got that, Silly run, isn't he? And he just—I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he suits Millwall, to be honest with you. You, you noticed that when he played alongside Jason Malumbi last season, he looked absolutely fantastic. Look, you give me look like a superb player. 
and everybody was genuinely happy with him. But but let's not make him the scapegoat for this 10-game run because I think it's a collective responsibility from them. We haven't been scoring. He hasn't played well or probably hasn't played as well as he'd like to play. We've looked leaky at the back. Bavard, uh, uh, Bierkowski's dropped stuff that he'd normally save. So I think it's a collective thing. I don't think... Yeah, I think to single him out is a bit unfair on him. He he, he 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 hasn't played well and we look better without him in the side. But but the problem we've got now is, of course, Sean Williams, what did he play the other night? Did he play 80, 90 minutes, something like that? 75, 80 minutes? And at his age, is he going to be able to put that in again on Saturdays? Or do you have to bring Woods in or do you bring Thompson in? Thompson. It, it's just one of those things. It's... It, Thompson all day long. Him, yeah, but let's not make him a scapegoat for the last time. Oh, fuck games. it. Let's make him a scapegoat. Why not? I don't think he has been. I think this is what I, I feel like personally. We was waxing lyrical about Woods when he done a little flick over the place head against Preston and he's bossing the game. It's, I feel like the thing is, he's not a middle midfielder. Let's be fair. He's not going to be a Terry Herlock as Alex Ray was very good to, to explain to us where, you know, if you're in a side with, Alex, with Terry Herlock, he's going to put someone in Rosette and you're going to feel like, you know, it's going to get the middle crowd on song, so to speak. Woods isn't that player, but you can't... I think he's not done too dissimilar to what he was doing against Preston. It's just I feel like with the form of other players dropping, I personally feel like it's made him look worse. And I, I definitely agree with him getting dropped. And I'm happy f- to keep Williams in the side if he's able to listen, go against Saturday. Listen, my, my, my thing is this, right? Obviously, there's a connection. There's a, there's a, um, a relationship between him and... Um, Rabbit, right? Rabbit's obviously wanted him. He's played with him before. He knows how he works, etc., etc., etc. The problem is that he is he is a superb player. I mean, you know, no doubt that player, no doubt Woods could play in the Premiership all day long. He's, he's a good player, right? But is he a good player in our side? And that's the question. And is Rabbit putting too much emphasis on Woods when actually what we need is a is a really creative player there, not someone who sits deep. Um, and Woods does, you know, he does go forward, but he does, doesn't does like tracking back too much and he does sit deep. And that's the problem. Would someone like Thompson being in that position, would that be a better option, you know, with a bit more free realm so he can run with the ball? Or is it the fact that maybe Routes told him this is your, this is where you're playing? Maybe Woods wants a f- more free running role. Um, to be able to attack with the ball. I don't know, but there has been issues with him there, whether or not it's down around. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of these, um, you know, row it out camp. Um, I think, you know, it's fucking madness. We're not even halfway through the season as such. And you're already calling for a manager out. He's probably the best manager available to us at the minute. And if you think, you know, the brothers and, and everyone else is going to come here, then fuck me. I think you're, um, you're living too much on your, in another planet, to be fair. But um I think there's something there. Wood's not in. We'll see. If he plays on Saturday and we have another blinding game, then you know what? We'll eat some humble pie. But if he's not playing again and we play like we did on Tuesday, then there's got to be something to it in there. For the record, I agree why he's been dropped. Like, but I do think the criticism he's received is a bit, I think, over the top. I think I think other players dropping in form has been a result of then this case of being him being the scapegoat. So but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Williams has come in and done a superb job. Him and Leonard, a shout out to Leonard, I think, you know, two great assists in the game. Picking out, um, well, he didn't really pick out Bradshaw for the first goal. And in the second goal, he obviously played up to Bennett. 
who, um, as they say on the alternative commentary, you know, scoring screamers and smashing beamers. I was, <laughs> it was, it was a great second goal, and obviously we saw out with a two 0 win. I think, I think we've probably said enough on this one for uh, Tuesday's game. Should we talk about what's come up in the news this week? Obviously, the first being that no fans are allowed on Saturday. I mean, okay, do you, Omar? I don't, I don't know. I think if you've listened to the last few shows, you probably already know my answer to that one. And what I thought, what I thought about the club's decision to do cat A and cat B, but hey, who, who am I to be throwing, throwing accusations around and criticizing the club? But now, personally, I'm obviously disappointed. I, I get to miss small games. I think it would have been good to go Saturday. The club conveniently then sent me my membership or ticket thing to let me in the day after, so I've got my season pass, which I've actually got right here. I'll show you boys because like, it's got a uh, Junior Lions ticket on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's junior lions with my membership details on the vats let me into the game well so. we're working with a child mickey <laughs> working with a child last time i right. heard it about that's 10 why, years ago so that's why i don't want to be controversial that's what it is <laughs> that's why he's not blaming he's not blaming woods because woods is bigger than him they probably yeah. ran out of cards so i'm not too disappointed but at the same time it's just I oh felt, come on how the fuck yeah, you know his mum and dad all grand him. that's what the problem is yeah, but he don't want to get grounded, does he? Oh, come on, come on. Listen, how the fuck can you run out of cards? You know, you have how many, you order how many cards you need. You go, right, we've got 3,000 season ticket holders. We'll order 3,000. What do you do? Go, actually, you know what? We've got 3,000 season tickets, but don't worry. We've got 2,000 Junior Lions cards for last year. So we use those and we're just doing it this way. Yeah. Or is it the fact that someone in Millwall Light, someone in Millwall Office has thought, Omar, Omar, that's that fella from that podcast. I think he's a bit of a cunt. I'm going to give him a shit card because then he'll talk about it. <laughs> don't think I have that levels of fame. I think that going back to the original point, I think it must be galling for people, especially for you, Omar, because you've been because you've been like you you were really you were really pissed off that you didn't have a ticket for the first two games, and then it comes around to your turn, and then all of a sudden. Bish bang bosh, London's in tier three, which I think, yeah, well, I can't see why you can't go into games anyway if you're in tier three. You're sat outside, you're all wearing masks, you're all socially distanced. Yeah. What's the fucking problem? You're all in your bubbles. Yeah. So, what's the problem? You can space people out further. It's just, yeah, but it's just create, yeah, but it's just a whole new set of worms, isn't it? That was a disappointing thing for me, I think, you know. At the time, my criticism was that why has it got to be two game blocks? Kind of knowing at the 16th it was going to get changed, and sure enough, that happened. So, yeah, that was disappointing for me. But I'm over it at this point. I'm more just kind of, you know, one day I'll get to go to a meal game again. But it's a long way away for that moment. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom, a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now, hit it, sound effects guy. <laughs> No. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. 
To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. I mean, other things that come on is obviously Sky TV and the news that Mill are trying to refuse Sky to attend the Watford game on the 29th. I mean, what's our thoughts on that? I think a lot of good press from the Mill fans online because of that, you know, trying I to... I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, give about... a two fingers up to Sky, trying not to let them in. But I don't think they can actually stop it. I, I mean, no, I, I might be mistaken, but... I, I, I don't think they can stop it, no, no matter how hard they try. Um, I think it's just literally all about, you know, showing your bollocks in the air and saying mine are bigger than yours. I mean, at the end of the day, they can kick it up as much as they want. But realistically, Sky's going to tell them to fuck off at some point and say, actually, we've already run an arbitration case on this before and you're not going to win one. So we're coming in. But, you know, as Neil will probably go in more detail in a minute, they can, they can be awkward. Um, 100%, they can be awkward as much as they want. But realistically... Are you going to stop someone the size of Sky saying um, we're videoing your game? You're not, mate. And you're deluding yourself if you think otherwise. Maybe they can refuse, I guess, I'm not sorry by Neil, but maybe they can refuse players talking to them from the side or maybe stop the presenters from turning up at the game. I don't think they even do that nowadays anyway. But yeah, I mean, what do you think, Neil? It's a futile exercise, really, isn't it? The whole thing. It's uh, okay. That. Yeah, but that story was, yeah, but it wasn't a story. It was a non-story, let's be honest with it. It was a work of fiction. And Christian Anderson would have been wanking himself silly over that. It was, there was absolutely nothing in that whatsoever. And to put it out was just poisonous, absolutely poisonous. And Millwall are right. Millwall are right to try and make a stand, but it won't go anywhere. We all know it won't go anywhere. You've read it immediately and you thought, yeah, well done, Steve Kavanagh, guy that's had quite a lot of shit over over the last week to 10 days. Most of it inflicted, let's be quite honest about it, self-inflicted. Let's be quite honest about it. But you're not going to win. There's no way you're going to win. It's in there. Yeah, but it's in their contract that they can show whatever game they want to show and they want to show that game, so they will show that game. The EFL aren't going to side with Millwall over Sky. They're not going to side with one of their member clubs. It's just, it's just now a case of making things difficult for them. You only do the minimum that you have to do, whatever's in the contract. I guess you have to have a player up a, a player must be put up, I guess, for interview prior to the game. Rowett will have to be made available for well for interview before the game. What I personally would do is I wouldn't actually put Rowett up. I Yeah, well, I would put up the most boring, technically-minded member of staff that he has got. Somebody who's so dull, he makes dishwater look entertaining. Yeah, and the same as I put the player that make that makes the least sense up, that just isn't going to say anything. Somebody who's shy, who's only going to give yes no answers. Fuck them. Yeah, just make it difficult. And then going forward, I think you've got to ban them from the ground. If Soccer Saturday want to come down, I guess that's not in the contract. So they can ban those people. They can ban their journalists. They can do whatever they want to do. But but I think they're actually on the loser with this one. Yeah, I think you're right. Same as you know. Same as this. You know. Look, we've had the kids moan and groan about us online and everything else. 
Um, some of them seem to have, you know, Lucas has had loads of shit that Ryan seems to have bypassed a little bit. Um, I think he's on another show. Um, and the MSC fucking coming all out going, you're banned, you're not allowed to do this. They haven't got the authority to ban someone from fucking going to Millwall. If I think no. MSC complaining about something after, you know, after those two statements that they put out, or that statement and that letter that they're allegedly behind, yeah, where they criticised us and they're criticising somebody for criticising us. You couldn't fucking make up. Well, maybe I could actually, but fucking hell, give your head, yeah, well, give your head a wobble, Catherine. You're not running the fucking club. Madness, mate. Um, you know, look, I don't think they're right, but fuck me, what are you banning Lucas from? Because if you're banning him where you put all this big public thing out, oh, you're banned, don't ask me, don't ask me, you're banned, you're banned. And fuck me, it was, a, it, was a, it was at the Bristol game. So everything there, unless you're banning him from the Lionesses, and, you know, to be fair, is he really going to be that bothered? Probably not. It's probably going to damage you more than it's damaging him because he's with a with a media outlet where possibly they would run their stories. So now you've got suddenly no one who's going to run your stories and it's not as if everyone's running your stories for the lionesses anyway. So you're up against it. Unless you're not going to let, you're not going to allow Lucas in, but you're going to let Ryan in and Ryan and Lucas work for the same papers pretty much. Um, (coughs) So, you know, it's a bit double standards really, but it's what it is. It's shutting the stable door after the horse has bolted, really, isn't it? Let's face it, yeah. Uh, from an organisation that criticised the fans anyway and that were fully behind the club in criticising the fans. You couldn't make it up, honestly. Yeah, but let's not get on to them because, because well, this is a cheerful show. We won on Tuesday night. I still can't figure it out, mate. I still, I woke up, I woke up Wednesday morning, mate, well, you know, because we texted you and it was like, did we win last night? Did we really win? Because it still didn't feel real, did it? Do you know what I mean? And and look, at the end of the day, it's a lovely feeling when we win. It's a lovely feeling to do this show when we win. Um, it's a lovely feeling to see smiles on my two ugly presenters when we do uh, win. Obviously, we do this through Zoom, so I don't have to actually sit near them. We are very, very socially distanced. Um, yeah, we don't have to put up with you vaping midway through it either. No. No, but I still do it just to piss everyone off. Because if, if it's not my voice they don't like, or my bigotry, which is fucking questionable there with bigotry, fucking hell. Um, or, or it's the fact that I'm vaping. But yeah, it'd be nice if the person who did say about my bigotry, if you if you wanted to just DM us and, you know, tell me, you know, what part you found bigotry, um, that would be interesting to know, rather than hide behind your username on a... Um, on a review site, yeah, that'd be cracking. Um, Somebody's annoyed him, I think, Omar. Said, no, I just yeah. don't like. I don't. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Right, it's like being called a racist or thing, and a bigot is just you know same level, mate. Don't don't throw out names, mate. If you you're not going to back it up, because you know what I mean. Look, I, I'll take. I'm a cunt. I know I'm a cunt, and most people know I'm a cunt, and and I don't care about that. But other stuff that goes with it, calling me a bigot and all this, it's fucking bollocks, mate. It, it's just. You can call me wherever you want, and I've been called fucking worse, and I don't care, right? It is what it is. But to call someone a bigot and fucking put it in a public forum like that, mate, without using your real name or fucking giving me any right reply, is fucking bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Absolute bollocks. 
This is getting cut out, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All of this conversation is getting cut out. I'll leave this bit in while I tell you I'm cutting it out, and that's about it. Let's move on to Saturday, boys. Come on. We'll if you want to know what else we said about tuning to tune into the After Hours show. We're playing Nottingham Forest Saturday. Chris Hewitt is in charge there. They went on a similar sort of run to us. They lost their last seven before Tuesday night. They beat Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday are down at the bottom and struggling themselves. So, not really... Obviously, a game they should have probably won, and they did so. Lewis Scrabbins propping up with a goal just in time to uh, attend to the den on Saturday no fans being there so he probably will play and not be ill this time what do you reckon Saturday? I think we'll win yeah? yeah definitely but Gravin's still going to score Neil? he always scores mate it's a game we ought to be winning really isn't it? (laughs) yeah well let's be honest well we've got to start showing some own form in tier 3 London haven't we? They've strengthened quite well. I mean, they've got the likes of Harry Arter there, Cyrus Christie, Luke Freeman, players that in the Championship should be doing well. But they're in reality, they're doing even worse than us this season. So I think there is a kind of pressure on the manager to get a go in there. Lyle Taylor's their top goal scorer with four goals. The rest of them on one goal each. Similar sort of story to Derby, really, when we played Derby a couple of weeks ago. So I hate to put a curse on us, but fingers crossed that we can turn up Saturday. No fans being there, probably do the business. I'm not really against Derby, but it'll be a tough game. I think... Just as long as we turn up. Same team on Tuesday, please. Rowl it. Rowl it. Rowl it. <laughs> it's, it's not me. What fucks this up? It's you lot. I'm doing it on purpose to wind you up, mate. After your little outburst just then. <laughs> what, the one where you've cut out? So, yeah. I don't but care. We do actually you. have a look at our record against Nottingham Forest over the past few years. We beat them in 2018, March 2018. We beat them at home. We drew away the following season. We beat them at home. Then last season, we drew 2-2 two, two at home and we hammered them 3-0 away. So our record against them is pretty good. Neil, did you know that 3-0 game was the last time I saw Mill play? <laughs> really? Yeah, I've never mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like... Yeah, it's a bit like Mickey hasn't mentioned yet in this show that he was found on the board and with AMS. <laughs> Neil, you're a cunt. <laughs> I know I'm a cunt. And anyway, come next year, we're going to do that Millwall podcast bingo, I think. <laughs> Drinking game sounds more preferable, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's true, actually. I think that if we can keep the same team, let's keep the same team. I think so, too. Yeah, but this weekend, yeah. But, but interestingly, I don't think we've got a game after this weekend until... Boxing Day. Day have we? So yeah. we haven't got a midweek game. So if he can play that same side and get that same level of performance out of him, I think that'd be fantastic. What we can't afford to do is we can't afford to think we've cracked it and we slip back into the ways of of the way we have been playing at home because we haven't been fantastic. We desperately need a win. We really do need those Boxing Day games and that home game against Watford, Bournemouth and Watford, two games in a row. If we didn't get a win before then, like we were saying on the last uh, show, I think it would have been a case of thinking, Jesus, what's going to happen here? But, you know, I think in a game like Bournemouth, he might revert back to the three at the back. It won't surprise me. But I think, you know, it's 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 it will be interesting to see what he does in those games, especially if we win Saturday. Are we going to kind of keep the same team and just go for it? Is this his team he's settled on now for the moment? I don't really have Rowett down as a manager that settles on 11 and keeps it. I think he likes to try and make a couple of changes here or there, be aware of the opposition and try and 
counteract that. Whereas in reality, I think that's the criticism of him recently. Can you just go into games and pick your 11 that you think is going to win the game, forgetting about the opposition? I mean, in football these days, you can't forget that Mickey, can you? But, you know, at the same time, he's this is the level he's found that one last game. If they win on Saturday, reward them and keep playing them, right? Yeah, I think we should play the same 11. I mean, especially now you've got five changes. It, it, it pretty much, you know, the only thing missing from these new rules from the EFL is, is um, rush goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? If you can have that as well, and then obviously linking back in there to Cherno Sambo's interview, how he suddenly started off playing as a as a keeper and come out, but you know, you could pretty much pick your best sixteen, can't you? And then take them in and go right. We we'll start with these, and then come half time or come, you know, so many minutes in, we're going to do this, do this, and we're going to bring these in. So I think now with five. Um, subs you can pretty much do you want because we look really strong all the way through the game on on Tuesday you know even towards the end when we suddenly made the changes brought Woods on etc etc we had fresh legs in in key positions Um, and I think that's what's going to do the only difference what I would like to see is either Bradshaw and Parrott or Smith and Parrott yeah I don't think you can start Smith I don't think he's got the fitness to start the game yeah I quite like to see Parrott and Bradshaw to be honest, I think that a former player who we know quite well was on the phone on Saturday and then phoned on Tuesday, obviously. <laughs> and uh, he was saying he quite liked to see Parrot and Bradshaw up front, and I quite agree. I think the pace of Bradshaw, I think he's, I think he he's proved that he deserves a run of games now. Hundred percent. Played too, Bradshaw. He was at the team, you know, and obviously. Didn't get looking in the last few games. He was on the bench a couple of them. He came on against QPR, but you know he's been hit and miss, so to speak. Obviously, he's only got his second goal of the season on, on Tuesday, but you can't fault him for his effort. And that, in that sense, especially when the backs against the wall, we're talking about putting in a mill performance. It was just perfect timing to bring him to Tuesday, and hopefully, he can get a string of goals together like he did a couple of years ago, or just before Rout came in. If you remember, obviously, a little run we had. So. We'll have to wait and see. I think I'm looking forward to Saturday. I'm, I'm disappointed not to be going, like I said earlier, but I think... You yeah, know, you're not going? Not going, yeah. Did you, oh, oh my, you're not going, mate. No. You're a Group B. I thought Group B was going Saturday. You're know, not going, mate. Well, you know, if there's if, you know, category t- A and B, but, you know, Cat B loyals have to wait till, I don't know, January maybe, February. <sighs> Who knows? Mate, I'm, I'm truly, truly going for you, mate. You at least, really didn't know. You at least one point that nobody really has discussed. Restrictions are being lifted over Christmas. So why can't you get a crowd in for the Watford game if restrictions are being lifted over Christmas? Because it's ended by then. You only get five days, don't you, from the 24th. So it'll be the last... Well, maybe it might be the last day, but... Yeah, but that's the last day, isn't it? But it's only three families, isn't it? It's only three families, so potentially you're going to be mixed with a load of others. But the thing what's made me... What drives me mad is that you can't go to football, right? And poor old Omar got his ticket and he can't go, but... Omar could go down to Blue Water or go to Lakeside or go to Oxford Street where there's a million and one other people um, mixing around him, but that's perfectly fine. But, you know, going to Millwall where you're more controlled, you're not allowed to do that. I think the club, you know, they made it a hospitality thing as well. So they probably lose out on money if they were to open the doors even more so. So I don't know. It is disappointing. I'm obviously very disappointed, but one of those things, can't help it. I suppose, if anything, it's more of a discount on my season ticket for next season. So... 
any clouds. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you get you'll get your refund in 2025. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, but they're paying installments as well, won't they? Seventy quid over 25 years or something like that for your refund. Neil, I've Neil, I've got it sussed now, yeah, where he keeps threatening us with editing stuff out and stuff. Yeah, what we do is just as he starts talking or just as he ends, we just throw the comments in that way. And then he won't be able to edit out his talking. <laughs> Should I leave him all in as they were then? If you want, I mean, hey, we'll see if see if you listen to this point, you already know if I have done or not. So let's see if Mickey and Neil actually really listen to the pod when we pull it up tomorrow. So hey, we'll have to wait and see. I think um I've run my course. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss before we bounce today? Or no, the only thing I want to say is um all the media and everyone else who, who jumped on the bandwagon the other day again, Mills, racist, this and that. The only thing I'll say to you is, look, we'll do a lot of work with some Gambian kids. Um, it started when I was when I was where I was um, with a, a, a lady called Jacqueline who posted some videos to me and I put them out. And then we got a load of shirts in and it sort of snowballed from there. We got a load of shirts in. We had a, a couple of uh, Mill fans who were head teachers who had loads of old textbooks, everything else. I mean, so much so that she got about eight pallets or so shipped free by DHL. Uh, I don't know your name at DHL, so I can't give you a call out, but it started then. And then we've, you know, we've had a load more shirts taken over to Gambia. And actually, if you see the work, what the fans and everyone else do, rather than just looking at, you know, sensationalized headlines and everything else, you see that actually as a, as a whole, we do a lot for uh, people in a, a less advantaged position with us, regardless of what their, authenticity is or, or colour, creed, religion, whatever. Um, it's just about helping people. So maybe next time when you see the headline of Millwall fans are this or Millwall fans are that, maybe just, you know, do a little bit of research and have a read in a bit deeper than just the uh, the headlines and actually see that we're not all cunts. Let's be fair, though. People listen to this show. We're all in the same boat. I mean, we're all people that if we meet in the pub or have a beer together, we'll talk about Millwall and we... We're used to our club being brought through the mud. And for us, that will never change. But at the same time, attitudes, what people around us could help to do, you know, Mill fans not criticising their own is a big thing for me, I think. You know, we stick together in times like this, don't we, Neil? And I think, you know, Mickey's right, all the stuff that we've done in the past always gets quickly forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, let's face it, Millwall fans are some of the most generous, some of the most big-hearted fans there are going if if, yeah, if there's a cause and there's some money to be raised Millwall fans are very 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 quick to actually put their hand in their pocket and to pull the money out and just to pick Mickey up it's ethnens ethnen yeah it wasn't authenticity authenticity isn't it I don't even know I'm not even trying to crazy (laughs) lot we're three average geezers in doing a podcast just just one thing just one thing I've done a bit of research when I was in the in the fan of the board position there we go we've got it in so if you're playing bingo you've won yourself a line with that one um and all I worked out the one year when I was in the position where was that Millwall fans raised over 120,000 pounds for charities including Poppy and everyone else including the poppy day stuff and all that, but £120,000 in one season is fucking immense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy to just try and give us a kick in and all that lot, which, you know, feel free. If it makes you feel better, keep on doing it. Because um, as our motto says, no one likes us, we don't care. And we really don't give a fuck if you like us or not. 
And let's not forget, obviously, the Poppy Legion that was released by the club the other day. £16,727.02, which was the most in the EFL, biggest contributors in the EFL. So, yeah, I think, you know, let's obviously, we'll end the show here. I think we already know what we think about our club and all our fans. So, hopefully, we can get another win Saturday and we'll be back Sunday morning with a pre- uh, review of the game, won't we? So, thanks for tuning in, guys. And thanks for joining me, Mickey and Neil. And we'll be back soon. Up the line. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Was that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.